I don't know about you, but I'm thinking another flood isn't such a bad idea. All in favor of just a total earth cleansing, say aye. The Kate Daly Show starts now. The universe and the galaxy are young, measured in thousands of years, not millions or billions of years. Many times people ask me, them say, well, Major, you believe in a young earth, a 6,000-year earth. Can you show me that that's true without using the Bible? And I say, absolutely. What's the oldest living thing on the planet? The oldest living thing on the planet. Trees. How old are the oldest trees? 4,500 years. That takes us back almost exactly to the year of the flood, okay, in 2,500 B.C. Number two, I'm saying, look at the sky. Uh, uh, we call solar nebulae. A solar nebulae is uh, what we see from a supernova when a star explodes. It leaves a gas cloud. Because of our radio telescopes that we have now today, we can look deep into space and we can actually count the number of solar nebulae that are there. And how many are there? A supernova uh, uh, takes place about once every 26 years. How many solar nebulae do we have? 6,000 years worth? That's impossible in a universe that is billions and billions of years old. And we, the world is filled with limestone. Limestone is sedimentary rock. It precipitates out of water. The entire earth was filled with water. Every mountain chain in the world, including Everest, has sea life on top of that mountain. The mountains rose out of the water, so we know that there was a worldwide flood. That was Major Coleman, Christian professor, talking about the trees, the limestone, um, things that uh, really tell the tale about how old this world is. And it was funny, I was looking at a comment on that, and somebody had commented, yeah, but he's not explaining that the dinosaurs are a billion years old, so therefore he's not credible. <laughs> and I was like, that's what the world told you, is that they were a billion years old. I mean, it's just so interesting to me. Um, but uh, we're continuing on in this second hour with our guest of the show today. We planned this a couple months ago, and I'm so glad that he is coming on today, uh, Gary Wayne. Gary Wayne, welcome to the program. Well, thank you for having me back. It's you always bet. a pleasure, and yeah. hopefully we're raising some eyebrows today. Yeah, I'm sure we are. And you know what? We get to tackle subjects like this um, going into kind of the uh, the deeper side of the scriptures because there's a lot of people out there that watch the Super Bowl, the Super Bowl, as they call it, and it was boring last night. Anyway, it, it's always eventful with lots of different um, uh, uh, symbols and all kinds of different things of the occult. And watching it is, is kind of a strange experience um, if you're really looking with spiritual eyes to the things of, of, of this world. And so a lot of people were commenting on that, and we did comment on that in the first hour. So go back and listen to the first hour. We do have a caller for you. We'll take a couple of calls uh, while Gary's on because we have a lot of ground to cover. Caller, you're on with Gary Wayne. Go right ahead. Hi, Kate. This Hi is there. Mike. Hi, Mike. Hi, Gary. Hi. Hi. And I've got your first book, Gary, and I'm looking forward to the second. Genesis um, so 6. So kind of drawing off of like where Paul talked about in 1 Corinthians where the resurrection is everything. Um, and I'm going to throw kind of a statement out, and if you'll just correct me or, or critique this, please, that's what I'm asking for. So I, I like to say that AI means alternative identity. And so if that would be leading up to the great lie that we can live forever, which ties back to the original lie that Satan said, surely you will not die. The Antichrist, I think, will initiate some sort of resurrection event, which will induce many to want that resurrection technology. And I think the mark will be 
part of what the mark will include will be the promise, the great lie that we can live forever. And I'll I'll take the answer off of air. All right. Thank you. Well, what do you have to say? Yeah, I think I, I think you're on the right track for live sure. Live forever so. on this earth, because I think we know we live yeah. forever, uh, live forever the, other places. In, yeah. In in the physical world. Mm-hmm. So and what he was promising was that unlimited knowledge in conjunction with the immortal life that Adam and Eve had by access to the physical tree of the life of, of the tree of life. And so they're going to offer to bring back that state of Eden. That's that new age. It's the new Atlantis. It's the golden age where they're going to provide unlimited knowledge and unlimited life. And that's through the technology of the physical world. And notice they always talk about soul and a body, mm-hmm. the soul in particular. They never mention the spirit from that comes from heaven. Right. It's because they know their counterfeit spirits of their spurious offspring aren't permitted into heaven and they're not permitted to sleep. So the technology that's going to be offered is just to, to lead humans astray because the, you can't transfer that spirit. Once you die, it's going back to heaven as a human, what, and then it's going to be part of whichever resurrection sequence that you're in. But a counterfeit spirit, they need more bodies. So they need clones. They need transhumanism, and they need that chip. And they don't care about humans going forward because the world they would like to have doesn't really include humans unless it's just for sacrifice and rituals uh, and labor. Uh, And that this is a world that comes with the doctrine of Shiva and the dance that a lot of people are likely familiar with where Shiva renews the earth through destruction. So you have to have destruction first. And so the phoenix will rise out of the ashes to uh, coin another allegory of the occult. So that's why you have this technology and brainwashing in place that they're going to have sleeves and you're going to have be able to go into multiple bodies. But it's only in the physical world. And it's not going to be designed for humans unless there's a certain amount that they want for their, their own purposes. So... Yeah, it's designed to absolutely counterfeit the offer of of God and Jesus and the Holy Spirit, but only in the physical world mm-hmm. and only for the ones that have their mm-hmm. spark of the divine, which is also known as the thousand points of light. Ooh, we got to talk about that. Uncle Milty? Yeah, I've, you know, there's been a lot of science fiction about that, but these people that think they're going to live forever, it's not in one body. They always take over mm-hmm. newborn, you know, young mm-hmm. people. Their their essence becomes part of another body, which so? allows them to continue on on Earth. What do you think, Gary? Well, for, they have an issue with the disembodied spirits right now, mm-hmm. that they don't have enough bodies for them. Mm-hmm. And so they want those disembodied spirits of the of the giants to have their own bodies. So if you see some of the literature or the entertainment that they're putting out, mm-hmm. I think uh, Altered Carbon had this where you just have a sleeve and then other aspects of entertainment will show many sleeves on the shelf for for people and that sort of terminology so they you know they don't want to have to have a war with a host Mm -hmm. okay so you want to be able to interact in the world physically without fighting that battle so you think as far as clones go people have wondered they don't have a soul though they have an artificial soul what 
what's your well they have a soul and a body that's of the physical world Mm -hmm. it's the spirit that comes from heaven and when a human dies it goes back so where i get that is that's the greek word oiketarian which is in jude 1 6 and 2 corinthians 5 2 where it's talking about the habitation that the angels left and the house in heaven and it means a dwelling place for the spirit so the soul and the body is of this world the spirit comes from heaven only god and jesus can separate the soul and the spirit Mm -hmm. and so they don't want to recognize the spirit from heaven they only want to recognize the counterfeit spirit that operates within the soul and body of this world but can never go into uh, a dimension like heaven wow okay um there's so much to say on this because there's so (laughs) many directions to go right now um the fig tree generation and what is your take on this that's the generation we're in yeah i think we are i think Mm -hmm. we are that's my take and Mm -hmm. i get there by understanding that the southern kingdom versus the lost tribes of the northern kingdom is back in not only the covenant land but in control of jerusalem and jerusalem is kind of one of the epicenters and requisites for end time prophecy just as the southern kingdom needs to be back there and just as jesus killed the fig tree mm-hmm. before he starts to go into his end time orations uh, that because it's not bearing any fruit mm-hmm. he says comes back to it in the signs that when you see that fig tree blooming again know that this is the generation where all the things i've just said are going to uh, be fulfilled heaven and earth will pass away but my words will never pass away and in prophecy in prophetic allegory, the northern tribes are described as the vine, mm-hmm. and the southern kingdom is the fig tree. Mm-hmm. And so, so that to as... me would be, if we are in the fig tree generation, would be the marker. And depending on how long that generation is, 40, 70, or 120 years, if it's 70 years, we're starting to get into the zone where Daniel 9:27 or the last seven years are on the map. Okay, and then the seven year, what was that? The seven year. The seven years? Timeline. Yes, that's mm-hmm. Daniel 927 mm-hmm. when Antichrist, who has not been crowned Antichrist yet, will negotiate the world peace agreement that Babylon is going to sponsor, the latter part, my inference using a lot of other scripture to back that up that I can't cover off today, Mm -hmm. uh, that starts the last seven years when all vision and prophecy will be fulfilled. And uh, all the uh, things that have to happen will take place and comes with the return of Christ at the end of it, or the Messiah as it would be understood um, in the Old Mm -hmm. Testament. So there are seven years that are set aside for all of that to be completed, and then after that comes the millennium. So a lot of people feel like at the end of this decade and the beginning of the next decade is a really important time when a lot of activity is going on. Yes? Do you feel the same way? Yeah, the way technology is ramping up, it is getting very close to being like the days of Noah. Mm. And again, that's... You know, I've talked about the sorrows, I've talked about the fig tree. Days of Noah is the third 
overarching sign that guides all of the other signs of the last generation. And those words are specific. And so that's the same words that are used in original Hebrew, translated into English for the life of Noah in, Daniel 9, or in, in Genesis 9.29. And that includes 350 years before the flood or after the flood and 600 years before the flood. And that the technology that they had to build Machu Picchu or pyramids or DNA manipulation with the chimera uh, creatures that were created in polytheism and a thousand different things you can point to mm -hmm. is a technology we're just catching up to today. And yeah. so that technology is being given to us, uh, I think, and sponsored by fallen angels and demons, just as the Nazis said that the knowledge that they received and was wrapping up, and you could use World War II as a good analogy for the end time, uh, that they were given that technology. And, you know, had they had time to produce those weapons mm -hmm. like the Tiger tank and the and the panzer tank and the uh, jet engine the rocket engine the bell-shaped object and uh, uh, so many other things um, if they had time to mm -hmm. actually get that in place they would have won world war ii okay. with that kind of help that's gonna, the type of angelic technology i think that we're, we're going to come back and now. talk about that technology in just a moment just like, stay with us Hey guys, if you love this show, please follow this advice. Go text Birch 989898 and text my name, Kate. You're going to get some free information. It's super important. At least look it over. And uh, I would not be telling you this if I didn't honestly believe this would help you. Okay. They're going to help you with gold backed security in the money you have out there. Okay. And also, should you unload your money? What should you do? And depending on your age, there's different things. So please go do that. Text 989898 and text my name, Kate. Thanks, you guys. This is the Kate Daly Show. Welcome back, Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. I got Uncle Milty here, as you can see. And uh, Dr. Pesta will join us next week. We invited Gary Wayne for a special visit. This has been months in the works and so appreciative of him coming on. Gary Wayne, Genesis 6, and of course, Genesis 6 Part 2 that's dropping. And you're going to want to get this as well. And of course, uh, you had a question for him as well. Yeah, I, um, I mean, uh, I kind of see... What is the reason that this timeline, if it's ordained, all mm -hmm. of a sudden has seemed to accelerate? Because we have the Agenda 21, which is 2030. We've got the 2030. We've got this coming in. So they're giving us dates. They're giving us time frames. Competing with yeah. th these time frames? Yeah, they're always putting out these time frames, and they always miss them because they're working hard to bring about the end time before the ordained time so that they can discredit the God of the Bible. It would just make things so much easier for them. So, and as they think they get things get, as they think they're getting things more lined up, as we've seen throughout history is as the rivalry rivalries begin between the bloodlines, because there can only be one dynastic family. There'll be the wider elite, but you can bet in the end time they're going to be taking out their rivals and that's why they're going to be beheading people is to make sure that they can't come back because that's how you ensure that they're not going to be coming back to you from an occult perspective and the counterfeit spirits. So they want to bring about the end time sooner than later, but there's an ordained time and until the restrainer is removed, 
try as they may, they won't get it done. And that's done for the simple reason is, is that we're in the age of the Gentiles right now, so all the numbers of the Gentiles can be fulfilled. And those names were written in the Book of Life from before creation, and everybody will have a chance to keep their names in the Book of Life or blotted out through free choice, and they will, that time will not happen until those names have been fulfilled. So they're behind. They're behind in, because they would have done this back when they created the UN back, even before that, I realize. But they put a lot of structures in, the CIA, the UN, all these different yeah. structures in. They would have done it back then if they could. So they are f still behind. Yes, and yeah. un Uncle Milton? Yeah, yeah. But, well, evil never allies with itself right. for very long. Right. So being behind, they are scrambling to get these things in, but they've also woken a lot of people up. Yes, yeah. by doing the yeah. things that they're doing so yeah. rapidly. So a couple, couple things that sort of bring that to to uh, veracity and, and an understanding is that, you know, Gnosticism created theosophy to be the religion of the science for the end time where it comes back and they're in harmony because mysticism comes out of the sciences. It's a knowledge cult. And that uh, they had that in place for World War One, and out of World War One, you have the rivalries heating up and then you have the League of Nations that is formed because they think that they're getting close to do that. It doesn't happen so they fund the Nazis to bring it about. You get that sort of archetype and then that gets out of control on them because it's not going in the direction that they want. And so this is now letting things sort of catch up, but now you can just feel the fever and they're going to be pushing it harder. And so what does that mean? There's going to be a lot of wars before we get to the last seven years and it's going to be apocalyptic-like, but it won't be. It'll be just what they're doing to sort of put their geopolitical network in place. Wow. And so Putin, in the, in, in the interview with Tucker, was talking about the Nazis of this day in the Ukraine and the, and the and yeah. worshipped in the Ukraine. And he was kind of shot down by Tucker saying, well, that was 80 years ago. And he said, no, it's now. Well, National yes. Socialism mm -hmm. was created to put communism back in the cage because it, got, it went out of control first. And that is... Uh, what they're planning for the end times, national socialism on a globalist scale. It's not, yes. it's the National Workers, National Socialistic Worker Party out of Germany. It's not a right-wing group where you have oligarchs, corporations, as we would understand it, working in harmony for this globalist state. So when Putin was in the interview, he referred to one of the reasons for attacking um uh, the Ukraine was is that he wanted to reestablish the Romanov dynastic bloodline, mm -hmm. which is a junior offshoot of the Putyanin bloodline that was established in 1000 AD by Vladimir the Great, whom uh, Putin has raised up a great statue. And this is the original Tsarist bloodline, the Putyanin, the Rurikus dynasties out of Kiev. That's the holy city of what he believes he's part of this ancient bloodline. And according to the newspaper articles they put out in Russia about what he believes his bloodline is, is he was, his grandfather comes out of nowhere. There's no Putin name before about the 1850s, and with his grandfather, mm -hmm. uh, he would be born out of wedlock, and in their tradition of the Putyanin bloodlines, this was quite common, but they wouldn't give the full name. You would get mm. part of the name. And so his father moved to St. Petersburg right. in about World War One, which is how he shows up there. So he believes with the Romanovs being wiped out, he's the rightful heir. Okay, we're going to pick it up right from there with uh, Gary Wendt.